Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. Hello and welcome to your Monday edition of The Athletic Hockey Show. It's Ian Mendes and Julian McKenzie with you here. And if you got a case of the Mondays, that's all right. We're going to help you through it. As uh, we got a lot to get into, as we always do on a Monday. First of all, do you have a case of the Mondays? Uh, not so much today. You know what? I woke up. I did uh, the other podcast that I do, and then I went to practice. Now I'm kind of in the middle of the day, so I've like gone past all the whole not being able to get up on the mon- on the Monday morning and being groggy. I-, I think I'm good. I think I've cleared through most of the muck today. I don't know yeah. if I have the Mondays yet or We, at we all. got hammered in the eastern part of Canada. We got hammered with yes. an overnight snowstorm. I saw that. Yeah. So I don't know. where do you, And I love to hear from listeners on this. And depending on where you live in North America. If you live in Texas or California you're probably, or Arizona, you're not going to weigh in on this. Here's my question. First snowfall of the year. Magical or depressing? Which is it? It depends on the nature. It depends on the nature of the snowstorm. Here's the thing: if you're getting like 10 centimeters of snow, you see it at night. It's almost Christmas time. I think it's more magical. If you're waking up in the morning and you got to go to work and you see 20 centimeters of snow, 25, and you know you got to clear that, depressing. Absolutely depressing. We already had a, I forget how many centimeters when we had our snowfall in, in Calgary about a month ago. But since then, like it has been strangely dry. Like we're supposed to get a 10 degree day tomorrow in Calgary. Which is Celsius. what in Fahrenheit? Like 40 something, 45? Yeah. Like it's, it's, I, like I, I don't, I don't know the conversion off the top of my head, but it's, it's, we're above zero, 50 degrees. 50. 50 yeah. degrees. 50 Fahrenheit is what the equivalent, I guess, would be if you convert it to Fahrenheit. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty, uh, pretty warm. Okay. I do want to bring, I will bring in our warm weather listeners for this. The people that live in the Nashvilles and the, if you're a fan of Nashville or Carolina. Okay. Cause the odd time, even if you live in Florida, you're going to end up with one kind of winter storm a year. Right. And so yeah. these people usually don't have, like we do in the North, like an ice scraper in their car. So I want to hear from our listeners the warm weather. What do you use to clean off? Like, I've heard of people that use, like, their credit card. People have used their credit card. How does card. that work? I don't know. I, I've, I remember talking to somebody who was like, I, they had to use a credit card to clean off their window. Like, you yes. don't have, like, a hand. Like, I, I, I presume some of those people would have, like, a hand place, brush would... in their, no, like, a hand brush in their garage, you do. right? You tell, you're telling me people in Carolina, Georgia... Arizona, Florida, they oh. don't have a scraper there. Oh, not like a winter like hand brush. I mean, like something you have like around your house that I you would know. normally use to like dust off like a shelf or something. Like you wouldn't use that for like like a, it might not be the best. I get it. It might well, be dirty or office, whatever. But like, Julian, what if you're at the office and it snows and then you go back to your car at five p.m.? Too. That's what I mean. So I I, th- I, yeah. I remember okay, somebody no. they use a credit card. So I, I just want to know what do people use when you live in a warm area? You know what? Can we bring our like Danielle is our uh, uh, one of our producers of this show, and Danielle lives in SoCal, right? Can we can we actually bring Danielle into the show for a second here? That's actually a good. Just ask Danielle, do, very randomly, Danielle, if you if somehow in SoCal you had a little dusting of snow or ice, what would you do to clean off your car if you weren't at home? We're, one, my voice is awful right now, so I apologize first for that. 
But yeah. I, oh, no. Um, what no, Ian. <laughs> what, what I would use, I have a goalie stick. I'll just use that if I needed something. But if you, but like if you, I mean, I, I, I mean, you don't have to. We don't have an office space in SoCal. But like, if you right. were out and about and that happened, like, what would yeah. you, what would you do? That's a, that's a good question. Like, the credit card seems dumb because, like, why would you bust your credit card? Like, potentially, I, like, I don't know. I sure how effective is their credit like, card? It's yeah, not going to take a very long. long time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, anyway. we'll, we'll throw that. We, we, we gotta get. We gotta save your voice here. Okay, save your voice. Get out of here. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, producer Danielle. Uh, yeah, Danielle comes in with a with a brief cameo. So we'd love to hear from our listeners. And that takes us to this segue here, a natural segue, which is the Board of Governors are meeting. Now, Julian, usually they meet in a warm weather location. They meet in like West Palm Beach, Florida, right? Or they do like Pebble Beach. But this year, on Monday, they're in Seattle. Yeah. And love Pierre Lebrun's column on Monday because he actually references that the board of governors aren't too happy to go to the Pacific Northwest because it's not the, the locale that they're used to the warm winds. Look, I was just on the West coast on the weekend. It is your classic 45 degrees Fahrenheit, seven or eight Celsius raining, whatever. But I don't like, come on, you guys are high end owners. You're in a high end hotel. I think you can suck it up and be in Seattle for 36 hours. Right. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's still a really nice city to check out, you know, the Space Needle and other parts of the like, I, like I, I got to hang in Seattle for a couple of hours after the draft and just driving around some of the downtown areas like it's it's a very great place. But yeah, it is. It does seem a bit unconventional. Uh, I remember from from when we did the CJ show uh, today, I believe Chris was saying that this was kind of the idea of, of, of Seattle's ownership to kind of have everyone there just so everyone could experience the city for a couple of hours. But what's also fascinating is I don't think there's a Seattle Kraken game in Seattle, at least no, they're in, for the they're Jura- out east. Yeah, they're out east. So there's no, yeah, I believe they're in Montreal actually tonight, yeah. actually. So there's no Kraken <laughs> game. Uh, the, the, the Seahawks aren't playing tonight. So there's no way like some of those guys could, go to a is it what's the name of the field and is it CenturyLink field in seattle what's the name of the football field oh i think it starts with an l now doesn't it uh oh lumen? man i'm Am sorry right on that is it lumen field it might be lumen field i apologize i, I so. forgot the name of the field but my ultimate point is it's not like the the board of governors or the people who are going to be at this meeting are going to be you know able to go to some sporting event uh or at least some i mean i can't speak for some of the other leagues but like for nfl for the nhl there's nothing you could kind of do on that front on your downtime. You're going to have to go to some cool restaurant in the downtown area just to kind of get your kicks, I guess. My favorite thing is you talking about the owners as if they're going to go on like a tourist uh, visit of Seattle. Like I'm just picturing Jeremy Jacobs at the gum wall. <laughs> He's like, what is this? It's a wall where people just stick their <laughs> chewing gum on. Uh, Jeremy, no owner is going down the gum wall. I don't think but some it- owner. Some owner wants their coffee from the first ever Starbucks. Yeah, that, that thing is a tourist trap. I've been there, and it's just like, you know, the line is like 75 people deep all the time. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's where Did I actually had wolf? my first cup of coffee was at the really? original Starbucks. Yeah. My first cup of coffee was at – anyway, that, now we're getting How sidetracked. Old are, no, 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 no. This was just a couple no, years no. ago. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. I was 42. What? This like That's insane. A couple years ago. Yeah. Three years ago, I guess. What? So, like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big coffee guy myself. Like, I, I, I try to limit myself to. There was a time where I limited myself to like one coffee a week, and at most, it's like one coffee a day. How have you managed to go over 40 years without coffee? That's impressive. So now I've, I've, I kind of moved into iced coffee. I've, I've tried to open up my mind, but up until I was 42, I never tried. Coffee. And the first time I ever had a coffee was at the OG Starbucks, uh, just by Pike Market there. So that's I like, awesome. I love the that's awesome. news crawl. I know we're getting uh, sidetracked with other stuff, yeah. but so, I think that was a story worth telling. Okay. But so let's talk about that Board of Governors meeting for a second. And uh, Pierre Lebrun kind of has a, a rough idea of what the agenda might look like. The thing that I'm most interested in is, is best on best. And where do the Board of Governors sit on the Olympics and the world cup of hockey. Cause at the end of the day, they have to sign off on this stuff, right? As much as the players want to do it, 
the people signing the checks are going to have a huge say in this. To me, Julian, of all the items that might be on the agenda, that's the one I think I care about the most on Monday. Yeah, that, I, I could understand why. I mean, we have been starving for best on best. We have made it a point on this podcast. We have, I, we, It's been talked about on so many other hockey podcasts. We need to see uh, the men's game at the international level again at a high level so that way we can see Connor McDavid play Team USA with the host of players that they have. And if it means that we're going to have to sit in for this four-team tournament or whatever they want to do as a placeholder before we get the World Cup uh, Olympics rotation, I guess we're going to have to handle that. I don't think enough people have hyped up the fact that a rotation between the World Cup and, and the Olympics is a good idea. I do not like having the World Cup every eight years and have it be something that's out of sight, out of mind. And then we immediately remember when it comes time that, oh, yeah, we have a World Cup. Having it every two years where you have something different, very similar to what's being done in in, in football with European championships or or, or yeah. Copa America or 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 the or the um, I forget the name of the tournament for Africa, but they, for all the different continents. And then yeah. you have the World Cup two years after the fact. Like, I, I think that uh, you need something like this going forward for hockey. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so hopefully we'll get a little bit of clarity on that. I think we all as fans. African Cup want- of Nations is the, is the, is what yes. I was trying to think of there. Africa Cup of Nations. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, I, and I think like all of us as fans and media, we just want best on best. We just yeah, want, we do. especially when we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where like think of Team USA. And you can't tell me that they might not, they might be the favorite going into this tournament with Matthews and the Hughes brothers and the deep goaltending and, you know, Jason Robertson and, you know, yada, 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 go down the line. And the deep defense, right? Because you have Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Hughes, like, like it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Quinn Hughes, Luke. Anyway, it it would be great. And if we go through, yeah, like we're, we're almost at the end of the peak of Connor McDavid's career in the NHL. I'm not suggesting he's, like going down, but like that's a like, fascinating statement to say. No, but yeah, but but if you look at all the great players in the history of the game, their peak in terms of their productivity is like age twenty-one to twenty-five, right? Like that's those are just facts. Like after I mean, twenty-six, yeah. So he's not going to like his best years. I don't want to say they're behind him, but but like historically speaking, Gretzky and Lemieux and all these guys, they're, all their best years were before twenty-five. They'll still be elite for the next 10 years, but like it would be an absolute shame and a crime if we don't get Connor McDavid in a best on best, true best on best at some point during this window that is the peak of his career. That's all. Like it, within the next three years is what I'm saying. No, I, 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 I agree with you on that front. Yeah, absolutely. If we're looking, because I, I think of the peak like extending into 28, 29, and Connor McDavid's 26. But to your point, yes, like to see him, like not only that, this tight window is the best chance we will get to see Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby play with each other. Sidney Crosby still playing yeah. at an elite level. And unless some drastic change happens at the top or Sidney Crosby just feels he's done enough, we should expect to see Sidney Crosby on some form of Team Canada if a tournament should arise. The only way I think Canada would have a, a, a great chance against Team USA we need the holy trinity of Sid, Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard. Like one, ter- give me one tournament with it's like past, present, future. Let's go. We need them. The story just writes itself. Yeah. At that point, that would be yeah. insane. I, I would insane. love it. Insane. So the board of governors also Pierre LeBron suggesting that the topic of expansion might come up and. You know, the way Pierre explained it, too, in his column, Julian, was that, you know, when when Vegas got its, you know, kind of the, the green light to start selling tickets, that news broke at a board of governors meeting and nobody knew it was coming. So he's like, you know, always yeah. keep that in mind that you might get breaking news on expansion. But, uh, you know, Salt Lake City is is certainly in the news. Atlanta feels like they're in the news. Quebec City is always in the news. So there's something to be said for the expansion talk. Here and you know what was interesting is when when Bettman was in Stockholm, I was at his press conference a couple of weeks ago, and he was asked about, can you think about expansion before 
the Arizona situation is resolved. And he uh, he flipped it around. And, and he was like, the, the two things have nothing to do with each other. You know, and he kind of got snarky. Actually, it was Pete Bettman. I think his answer was, like, so the reporter asked him, and I apologize, I don't remember who asked him. They said, Gary, can you go ahead with expansion while the Arizona situation is unresolved? And he said, that's like asking me, do you walk to school or do you pack your own lunch? And we were like, what? He's like, the two things have nothing to do with each other. Do with each other. It, was like, it was like a night at the improv with Gary Bettman. I loved it. <laughs> it was a great, you know what? Honestly, it, like, you, say what you want about that guy. Boy, can he can, can he command a press conference? Like, like he doesn't get into, you can't run Gary Bettman in a press conference. Like, that guy is in control. But his whole point is, don't look at Arizona as, like, some sort of domino that needs to fall. Then we're going to look at expansion. I, I don't know if I believe him on that, but that's what he's saying. Um, do you buy into the Salt Lake stuff? Like, it, it feels like there's way more Salt Lake stuff now than there ever was at any point, you know, prior to three months ago or six months ago. I want you to tell me if this is a reach. I've, I I want to say that it's not an accident that the Utah Jazz leaked those, uh, oh. what's it called? The Seattle Kraken the, the, Winter the, Classic the, 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 uniforms? Yes. Good call. That's not an accident. Like, that's not, like, and I'm surprised that we're not pointing at that more. Like, at first I thought, well, why would this random <laughs> NBA right. team, like, have their players wear these jerseys? Well, duh. There's been this interest from was it the owner Ryan Smith who wants to bring some kind of hockey team in that area. They're building out some, they're trying to have some kind of of presence there. the The Olympics could be in in Utah in Salt Lake City yeah. in 2034. They're seen as the preferred host. Like they're they're they're, they're the finalists, right? They're 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 right in the mix again, right? Something's being built yeah. in that part of town, and I think the NHL would love to find itself there. And I still don't think it's an accident. That uh, uh, to the example I brought up before, that you're seeing random NBA players from the Utah Jazz basically promoting the Winter Classic. That's not an accident. That's that's some form of of Utah trying to get itself into expansion talk. And for years, we've looked at Houston as a viable destination. You'll occasionally see uh, Atlanta, Atlanta comes propped up, up again. again. It comes yeah. up a lot, and 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 maybe logistics a third time around make it work i would not sleep on salt lake city at this point and who knows maybe they're ahead of those two other destinations what would the team i'd love to hear from our listeners on this give us a suggested team name in salt lake city because the utah jazz that doesn't work because they brought the team from new orleans back in the day right like like you don't think about jazz and salt lake city like if you had to come up with like give us something that's what do you think is going to work there as a team name? Love what is Salt Lake City known for? Well, they're, they're, they're pretty conservative, sure. shall we say, right? Okay. I mean, they're 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 conservative, fine, but I thought I saw something that was... Uh, they say it's also a, a, at least on Wikipedia anyway, they it is home to a significant LGBT, LGBT community and hosts the Utah Pride Festival, so they balance it out in some way i guess but like what is there something about utah or si- or salt lake city that is worth having your team name be that's what we need to find out that i have no the Lakers, I, but, but you tell us yeah uh, tell us salt lake what like salt somebody lake city, from Lakers? salt lake help us out you yeah seriously you can't go like and you can't go like michael is written into the show michael's written this is what i was trying to get at like the Mormons. Michael yeah, says Salt Lake, Salt Lake City Mormons. I don't City think Mormons. you can. Uh, producer Chris is saying Saints because of the Mormons. That's a, that that, might the be. irony of New Orleans Saints, Utah Jazz. Now you're going to take the Saints name from New Orleans? Yeah. And, I guess and that, take it bad. there. Um, anyway, we'd love to hear from people. Tell us, give us a good name. What about like the Peppers? Salt Lake City know. Peppers. You got salt and pepper in the name. No, I that feels I, like it's like a I, it's like a double A baseball team, right? I think we're running it? It's the Salt Lake City Peppers. People with peppers on that one. What about Sasquatch? 
What if you played to the the winter culture there, right? Because no, it I, seems like there's a community of people who like snowboard. Sasquatch wouldn't work. I don't know. Are they northwest enough to fall? Like if you made a map of the United States and you created what you said was the Sasquatch zone, I feel like Salt Lake just kind of they're not like I feel like Oregon, Washington, like they're part of it. I don't know what Utah is, but somebody can help us out. Help us out. Tell us, uh, tell us a good name for a potential team in Salt Lake City. Help us out here. We're 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 reaching. But Julian says no to the peppers. Yeah, I I, I don't Lake think Pepper. peppers Salt Lake City peppers. As, a, as a name. I I don't think that's gonna work out. I first I no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what, we're gonna take a uh, a little break here. We're gonna come back and talk about some really cool and unique uh kind of rule changes that the pwhl is going to embrace in their games in utica this week uh before okay but before we take the break a little shout out to julia who's watching our live stream here and julia has written in watching you guys on a delay a little late to this i can confirm to you a credit card works great this is for clearing the snow off your car the ice off your car the best is actually a hotel card since they're very sturdy and then you don't bust your real card. See, I think it's a thing, Julian. In warmer places, if you're in a pinch and there's like a little little bit of ice on your windshield, I think the crack. Well, yeah, Julia's one hundred percent right. You would go at that point. Go with your, you know, or go with some rewards card that you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. your Marriott you Bonvoy it. card. Your yeah, exactly. your Marriott. Every reporter has a Marriott Bonvoy card. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, tell us what you do if you live in a warm place and you got to clean off your windshield. What do you do? Um, um, now, oh, hold on here. What, what what on earth is this? What this is from Heather. What are you looking at? Okay, Heather is written into the show and says the best is a snow brush. Y'all are nuts. Well, I know. I'm, I'm I mean, she is a snow brush is the that's best. What you should be doing. And but that's why I asked live. about if people had those brushes well, in their garage to dust stuff off. We have snow brushes in our car because we live in places where there's snow. I'm talking about the yes. places that might get one ice storm or dusting a year. I'm not sure Still, you're buying the snow brush. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying buy the snow I know what brush. You mean. I'm just saying those it. general like brushes. Like I, I would, I mean, I guess you don't think to have that, but if it's, if I don't know, like you think about it, right? Like your engine's not going to die at all the time. You still have jumper cables in your car, right? Let me knock no, on that, wood. I, see, I don't, I don't like it when you use. I don't like it when you use sound logic. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like irrefutable logic that I, I have nothing to say. Like, that's a, that's a hell of a pull with the jumper cables. Uh, uh, okay, just thinking, right? <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's let's dip out. We're going to come back. And like I said, the PWHL, they're going to have some games in upstate New York this week. In fact, we the games are in Utica, so we can work on our Principal Skinner steamed hams routine. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about those games in Utica and uh, some, some cool rules coming up. So we'll take a break, come back on the other side. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, we're back on the other side here. And uh, in Utica this week, the PWHL, Julian, will play a handful of kind of exhibition games as all the teams get ready for a very exciting January 1st launch date of that that league. And they're trying something different in the games this week. And and I'm going to just, I'm going to go through these one by one. And and I want you to tell me if you like these rules or you kind of just curious to see how it 
it plays out. Let's start with this. So this week, in some of the games, if a team takes a penalty, a two, these are for two-minute penalties. You take a two-minute minor, let's say, for tripping. You go to the yeah. penalty box. The team on the power play, they score 35 seconds into the power play. Usually the, the, the penalty ends, the, the, the player comes out of the box. This week in the PWHL, they're going to do some games where the player has to serve the entirety of the two-minute penalty regardless of the team scoring or they could even score multiple times. That's what what do you think of that rule? Yeah, yeah it, it harkens back to the days when that was the case in the NHL, at least. I, I'm fascinated by it. You can get yourself multiple power play goals. I, I, I probably would prefer the idea that what we see in the NHL today, at least where you score a power play goal, the penalty's over. Uh, but it's it's worth a try. I don't see why not. Try to make yourself a little bit different. It's I would give that if I'm rating that on five, I'll give that like like a two, a two, two and a half on five. It's okay. Okay. So Let's you're, you're kind of like lukewarm to it. Yeah, I'm lukewarm to that. It, I'm it's interesting. Like the like you mentioned that that used to be the case in the NHL, and then it was the Montreal Canadiens who just had a juggernaut of a team and they just kept scoring exactly. and scoring. My question is, do you think? that other teams in the original six, like Boston and Detroit, they went to the league and, like, they complained? They're like, this is unfair. They're, they keep scoring on the power play. Let them out. Or do you think the league just jumped in? Like, I, I'd be curious how that actually – what was the catalyst there? Was that the league or is that the other teams complaining? I would – I don't – I wish I knew how that don't ended know. up changing. I would – I, I'm not sure. Like I, I want to say someone stepped up and 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 did something. It would be interesting if the league felt like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should change this. I, I generally don't know, and I don't want to guess. Like I, I'd love to know. I'd love to know if, like, imagine it was like Gordy Howe who went to the league, and he's like, "This is ridiculous." I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I feel like we'd probably- know if it was Gordy Howe. I feel like we're gonna hear about some some random person from a random franchise. Uh, say he, that's the one who stepped up and went up to the league and got everyone uh, yeah. up in arms about it. Like if it was Gordy Howe or <laughs> or some other legend of that era that stepped up and said, "We can't have this." By God, we can't have this anymore, man. Like we would know about this. This would this would be a story discussed among the elder statesmen of the league. I feel like that's how they spoke in the 1920s and 30s, but I feel like that that style of dialogue was phased out by the time yeah. Gordy Howe came in. No. That's fair. That, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Gordy Howe when he started, but I mean, Gordy Howe when he stopped playing in the league. I mean, they were they they were talking a whole bunch of different other languages at that point. <laughs> All right, dialects. so that's one that's one rule. Another rule is if you're killing a penalty, and again, these won't these won't happen in the same game. So now now there's going to be another game where this rule is in effect. If you're killing a penalty, you're not allowed to ice the puck. You actually have to try and you know sort of gently put it down the ice or kind of put it in the neutral zone. If you ice it, it's no different than if this happens at, at even strength. Face-off yeah. comes back to your own zone. Now, Julia, there's a lot of people who think this should be the rule because why should you get an advantage on something that you normally don't get? Where do you come down on this one? Again, you if you're killing a penalty, you, you're you not allowed to ice the pocket. If you do, face-off in your own zone. So if you're the defense, like, how are you supposed to alleviate pressure, right? So are you telling me that you exit the zone, you're going to try to break out? Is that, I mean, it's not impossible. We see teams score shorthanded goals, but you're not allowed to send it deep and get line changes in if you can get it. Like, there's no way for you to kind of try to ease up the damage of power plays, or especially if you're going up against a really good team with a really good power play. Like that could be hell for that team to defend. I'm not sure how I feel about that one either, but I, I could also understand it from the standpoint of the offensive side, where if you're trying to be in the offensive zone, you're trying to keep that going, and then that gets cleared. I mean, and yet you get a face off out of it. Like that's, I, I like that. I can understand why that's cool from an offensive standpoint. Yeah. Our producer Chris is wondering if you do bring that in, what about puck over glass? Does that alter your view of puck over glass at all? Where would the face-off be if you get rid of that penalty? You shoot it out. Is the is the are you getting it back in the defensive zone? Yeah, I get okay. So here's the weird thing, and you're a little bit too young for this, but like I have no recollection of this in the early 2000s. Down goes Brown, Sean McAdoo also doesn't have a recollection of this. 
people are acting like there was some like epidemic in the game where like defensemen were just shooting the puck up over the glass before the the salary cap era. And I, I, I don't, don't remember that. I again, you're a bit younger, so I don't know. Like yeah, you know, late '90s, early 2000s. I know you kind of remember it, but not the same way that I would. But Definitely I wasn't watching it. hockey at the same level that I do now. Working no covering a team, but I don't. I don't remember this. I don't remember like watching a game and being like, wow, that was, you know, Craig Ludwig just flipped the puck out 15 times tonight. Like, I don't Yerky remember Lume that. Is just dumping it. Okay. Oh, Lume. I yeah. love it. We're just going to re- spend, huh? spend the rest of the podcast uh, naming rando defenseman who played for Montreal. Let's name some, some guys. Carl Dykes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just naming people, but all that to say, oh, uh, puck over coach. glass penalty. I would love to do if he got if he got to that point to uh, producer Chris's Chris's suggestion. I would presume you're thinking, okay, if you're doing that, it's still a defensive zone uh, face off for the team that clears it. Yeah, um, this is interesting. Well, we got a note here from Gordon who's uh, watching the live stream here. And Gordon says, back in the day, this is even before uh, even before my time. Uh, that pretty sure the WHA did not allow shorthanded teams to ice the puck. I like that. But again, I think there's, there's, there's some merit to it, right? Like there's some, again, you're trying to create offense and why should a team killing a penalty be given an advantage that you don't normally have? That's kind of counterintuitive. So, or I guess, or I guess if you're a defensive team, you don't have to absolutely blast it out. Like maybe you float it gently into the neutral zone and just hope that the puck just kind of, just takes its time as it gets into yeah. the defensive zone and maybe it might be too slow or like, cause like, think about it, right? Like if you let it just kind of do its thing, the offensive team is yeah. not going to want to lose time on a power play. There has to be a strategic way to get the puck out. So that way you're not, you're, you're not icing the puck, but you're also kind of cutting into that time and giving yourself a breather on, on, on the penalty kill. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it, it, it And it kind of leads into this next one uh, where this week the PWHA will play games where the long change will happen in the first and third period instead of just in the second. And again, this is part of can we, you know, the long change by its very nature maybe creates a little bit more chaos, a little bit more uncertainty, a little bit, you know, and could potentially lead to more offense, right? In, in some ways it can. So sure. why not make it that way in two of the three periods. So they're going to try this out first and third periods of games for a couple of them this week. I, I guess I kind of got to see that in, in action there, but I, okay. I find it weird. You wouldn't just have it for the whole game, but first and third, I mean, you're, you're, you're trying stuff out here. I, I, I get it. Yeah. You, you, it's an opportunity for you to do it through these scrimmages. I still maintain that the NHL would be better served if at the end of the regular season, towards the end of the regular season, games involving teams that are mathematically eliminated, have them work these things in. Let's use this as like a test kitchen. Like I want it. You're trying to make me watch a Columbus uh, game at the end of the year against, you know, pick a team from the West that, that you know, you think might not make the playoffs uh, this season. You know, Chicago in Columbus at the end of the year. And you're asking me to, to why I would want to watch it. And I know, look, Fantilli and Bedard, I get it. But but wouldn't it be fun to watch it if it's like, okay, well, Chicago, when they're killing a penalty tonight, they can't ice the puck. I don't know. Like, I'd be down with that. Counterpoint, what if you are a team that is fighting for draft position and one of these rules, I guess in this case, works in your favor which would be kind of it's kind of weird it would be the opposite where it'd be like it bites you in the butt it'd be like right. oh what if what if you're what if you benefit from this power play rule where the player has to sit for all two minutes and for whatever reason your power play goes off and you get two three power play goals in one instance that wins you this game that keeps you from being uh from from let's say for example you are the worst team in the league and you somehow win that game that helps you helps but that keeps you from clinching the best lottery draft odds that's the only counterpoint i have right there's there's some element of that that has to be considered right 
our producers, Chris and Danielle, have told us maybe they should just start playing San Jose Sharks all of their games with these rules right now. It's funny you say that because they have more regulation wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Are you saying that the Leafs should get that too? What is this? <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. People got mad when we brought up the idea of, I shouldn't say people got mad, but there were some, a couple of angry emails we got, the athletic hockey show at gmail.com, because last week we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about this with Down Goes Brown with Sean McAdoo. We talked about the all-star game in Toronto, the draft of the players and all that stuff. And you had a terrific rant. Like, oh, thank you. Chef's kiss. Like I, I used to do a segment when I was on radio and when, when my co-host would go off, I would just, I would say to him, I would call him rant fewer. I was like, way to go rant. Fewer. <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, rant fewer should be the nickname. No of, and and it, sometimes if he would go, uh, this is old, this is a deep cut, but I would say, I would call him rant Mullenix, who was like an old blue Jays player back in the day. Rants Mullenix. Yeah. Anyway, rant fewer works well. So you went on a full rant fewer last week which i uh i love but but we did talk about we did talk about they're gonna bring celebrity captains in to help kind of draft these teams we're like "Uh uh-oh nhl and celebrity this you know the word celebrity could be very loosely interpreted here so we were throwing out some names and i think you threw out uh john ham the actor and jenna fisher the actor yeah alex says Terrible job, guys, naming Toronto celebrities. John Hamm and Jenna Fisher, this is not St. Louis. Okay, I kept the bar low, but also, if it's going to be in Toronto, probably a higher probability you are going to get at least some some pretty pretty decent Canadian celebrities to be there. Like, maybe the ch- there's a chance that Justin Bieber could be there. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was just... But if it was any other city, like, you know, those you're looking for anyone who is into hockey. And those two names pop up. Um, Alex does give us a couple of suggestions, including Bieber. I will agree with Alex on their suggestion of Will Arnett. Will Arnett 100% feels like he will be one of the celebrity captains. Absolutely. He was the the narrator in the All or Nothing Leaf series, too. Yeah. Diehard Toronto fan. uh, I I am an... uh, 
the first two seasons of Arrested Development for me are about as good as television as has ever been created, in my opinion. That's, the, so that's I'm, still I'm among the best shows I still haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, you you would love it. You would love it. Okay. Yeah. Brad says, here's my uh, my vote here for the four celebrities. Jason Priestley. Mm. Somebody from the Mighty Ducks TV show. So we'll just put in Keenan Thompson. But the TV show, not the movie? Right, that's true. TV show. So they, they did um, a reboot on Disney Plus a couple years ago that was like a TV show. I you gotta go back to the original. I think you're better off going to the original. I watched that first season of the TV show on Disney Plus. I liked the first season. For some reason, the first episode of the second season, I was like, this is a completely different show. I and don't it's even, awful. I watched season two of that. I watched it's season awful. Four. It was bad. Plus, like Emilio Estevez's character is not in that season too. I think no. it was because of COVID guidelines. So yeah, it was a completely different show. But yeah, I can understand you want someone from the show, someone who's a little bit more more current. Yes, uh, as producer Chris, thank you by the way to producer Chris and producer Danielle bringing up these notes. We got to start giving them mics so they can chime in every now and again. Uh, Josh Duhamel was, yeah, jo- not today, not today for Danielle. She needs a lozenge. Uh, Josh Duhamel was on the second season, and uh, I'm going to find the name of that of of the oh my god the Gilmore Girls actress, right? Lauren Graham, yeah, Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham was was on uh, was on uh, the show, and she was good on that show. But also the second season, just the start of it, at least for me, I was just like, this is not this is not the same. This is not a you, back bit of a show. First season was fine. You do Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, right? Yes, and Doug Gilmore. On the same, <laughs> and it's like we're the Gilmore Girls. Oh, come on, who my says no? God, uh, oh Chris in Vegas. Here's the four celebrities for you: Lil John with Vegas, John Hamm for St. Louis, Daniel Radcliffe, Detroit. Detroit? Daniel Radcliffe. What, what, what's that all about? Stephen Colbert, Carolina. What's the Daniel Radcliffe Detroit thing? Why does he have to do with Detroit? I don't know. He's that's a good question. Okay, so he's he's visited the he's a Detroit Lions fan and he's he's been to Red Wings games. I didn't know that. He's a Detroit sports fan. His I think his I don't know if they're still together, but he uh at least a couple years ago he was dating somebody who is a native of Michigan. So this is fascinating. Okay. I wonder if they're still together. Okay. They're still together. So this, so uh, Daniel Radcliffe's partner, uh, their name is uh, Aaron dark. They're from Flint, Michigan. Uh, they've hold been on. together. Harry Daniel Potter. Hold on. Yes. Harry Potter is dating someone whose last name is dark. D a R K E. Okay, I just do you see the yeah kind of irony in that <laughs> a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's into some form of dark arts, clearly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, his partner is from Michigan, and through that he became a Michigan sports fan. So that explains the Detroit connection. Okay, there we go. There's a picture of uh, that's him and Thomas Tatar. That's so cool in in, in the Red Wings. Locker room. That's so cool. <laughs> I love how I love how that photo just randomly just showed up for those watching on live. Just showed up in the middle of the screen. That was awesome. Amazing. Um, and then Stephen Colbert in Carolina. What's uh, the connection with Stephen Colbert? I Carolina? was going to guess that he's probably from he must be. Uh, either North or Southern Cal. Uh, he's from D.C. actually. So I'm not sure why Carol. No, he grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. So he was born in DC, spent his early years in Maryland, in Maryland, and then grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. Pierre has written into the show. I want to start by saying again, the athletic hockey show at gmail.com. I want to start by saying how much I love Julian's rant about how soft it is that NHL players can't be picked in a fantasy draft. That's as soft as melted butter. And it sets an odd tone for the event. In my opinion. So there you go. You got some Pierre's back back in your rant for your yeah. Appreciate you, Pierre. Uh so Pierre's got four celebrities here. Pacific Division, Will Farrell, 
Central Division. John, boy, John Ham is getting. getting Look, a lot I'm telling of you, man. John Ham, he's a big hockey fan, and you tap into that. Oh, man, but I don't know. I just kind of feel like it's very. So who else? I don't. It just feels very St. Louis. Uh, the Metro Divi- uh, Division. Pierre is saying he'd love a, a, an appearance from Michael J. Fox, and the Atlantic Division. Diehard Habs fan, uh, Vig Mortensen. So yeah, I, I don't from a uh, Lord of the Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, okay. but I think there needs to, that's, if, that's if the All Star Games in Toronto, it can't have you know here's a Habs fan and here's John Ham from St. Louis. I think yeah, it's got to be I like Will it. Arnett. Yeah, and Bieber. Right, Bieber has to be there. You need some. You need some kind of Toronto tie-ins for for that to work. I I agree on that. Um. Yeah, and if you get, I, and I think this could be something that could be worthwhile for Justin Bieber if he's obviously healthy enough and fine enough to to make that appearance. Okay, Ted from Kingston has. Why not suggest- Drake? Why hasn't anyone suggested Drake? Yeah, in Toronto. Drake was at the. Yeah, in like Drake was even Drake did the Ottawa yeah. All Star Game in whatever year that was, twenty twelve. There's a photo of him like wearing like a cool NHL jersey, like posing I, with Carey Price. I remember at the time. Being like, wow, Danny Shaw actually got something right. Like, I was shocked. Like, when they got Drake in whatever year that was, 2012. I was like, oh, okay. They uh, they yeah. did it. Uh, Ted from Kingston, uh, he's got a, a couple of things for us here. First of all, Ted from Kingston says the celebrities are Sean McIndoo. So, we get down goes Brown. No way. <laughs> Rick Moranis. Oh, my God. Rick Moranis. <laughs> From uh, Bob and Doug, or he's he's Bob and Doug. I he's uh honey I shrunk honey I shrunk the kids. Yeah, yeah because yeah. we're playing three <laughs> on three. Uh Rick Moranis. Spaceballs. Uh Spaceballs, right? Can you yeah. imagine say, ladies and gentlemen, from Spaceballs fame, Rick Moranis. People are like, what the hell is Spaceballs? Uh Will Arnett. Now, help me out on this one. And Fred Penny. I don't know who Fred Penny is. Okay. Thank you, because I didn't know who Fred Penny was. I Yeah, I don't know who Fred You know what I'm thinking? Penny is. You know what I think? I what? think Ted from Kingston had a typo. And I think that's supposed to say Fred Penner, who was a children's, like, entertainer back in the day. That's my guess. It's from I Winnipeg. think he met Fred Penner. Which is probably the same as Fred Penny, to be honest. I Dustin mean, Penner, I'd like to see. I'd like to see <laughs> Dustin Penner at a pancake eating contest at the All Star Game. That's what I, I don't want. want him to break it. I don't want him to break his back doing that, though. Yeah, you should be careful with that. And also, Ted from Kingston says they should embrace this shitty idea, have a team Crosby, team Ovechkin, and everybody throws their sticks kind of in the middle of the ice. And then you pick up your sticks, and that's that's the how Crosby, the Crosby Ovechkin stuff. I I put out a tweet about that last year, so we're on the same wavelength. Uh, I still think if you make it so that the two people, the two captains for an All Star event, are like players you can naturally connect to each other, whether through rivalry. Yeah, uh, if they're brothers, sibling. Yep, anything, yeah, I, I agree. Like with sibling, it. like absolutely, totally. you make that happen. Uh, but also, I love the idea of hockey sticks being thrown in the middle, and because that's how we grow up playing hockey. When you play in the street, you play on the ice. That's how you pick teams. That would actually be a brilliant grassroots idea on how to pick teams. Like you just put everyone's stick. I mean, in, in the middle, and you get captains to pick like that. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like that idea. Yeah. I I think so. That's think actually so. a sick idea. Yeah. And I think the NHL should take that. Well done, Ted. That's really Ted, cool. Ted from Kingston, which I'm going to assume is Kingston, Ontario, and not Kingston, Jamaica. But if it was Kingston, Jamaica, boy, am I jealous of you. Bop, 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 bop. I, w- I would shout them out like crazy if it was Kingston, Jamaica. You know, you yeah. know what it is, but you got you got to oh. shout out the Jamaicans when you could get them, but he's probably from Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, I think so. All right. That pretty much puts a wrap on the pod. We want to hear from you. 
the athletic hockey show at gmail.com. So hit us up with anything we talked about today, especially if you live in a warm weather place or you know somebody who lives in a warm weather weather place, how on earth do you clean your windshield after like a rando snowstorm, ice storm, freezing rain, sleet, whatever? I'm telling you, credit cards, hotel cards, that's a thing. That's a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Hit us up with that or you can drop us a voicemail at 845-445-8459. Tuesday edition of the pod. We're going to tee up a super fun game on Tuesday, Julian. First time ever that the three Hughes brothers are on the ice at the same time. That's going to be so fun. It's Vancouver, and it's two Hughes v. one Hughes. Going to be a lot of fun, so we'll we'll get you set for that. And because it's Tuesday, Mike Russo will pop by the pod. Mike Russo, in an extended conversation with Darren Pang, one of the great voices of hockey in the United States, Darren Pang, going to pop by the pod. Good dude, too. Also, I, I love running into Darren Pang whenever he's in town for Calgary Flames games for whatever reason and just catching up with him. So what? generally one of the good dudes uh, in the league. Yeah, so Darren Pang, Mike Russo, that conversation. Mike Russo will be, uh, be with us uh, for a, a chunk of the show on Tuesday, and we're excited. I think on Wednesday, it's, as always, down goes Brown. Shayna Goldman, I think, is going to come by. So we got, we got a busy Shana. week. We hope you enjoy this this Monday. You know what? If you had a case of the Mondays, we hope we helped you through it with a yeah. fun hour of was this really hockey talk? I mean, I think so. Well, I, I think it was a good mixture of hockey talk, weather talk. We we learned everything. about children's entertainers briefly and Fred, Fred Penner, celebrity culture. Daniel, Harry Potter is a Red Wings fan. Like, I learned a lot in this last uh, couple of minutes. Oh, man. I, I had no idea. I'm like, why is Daniel Radcliffe for Detroit? Associated it, with it's the Red cool. It's a, it's a unique, uh, it's a unique, and plus we got some pretty good ideas. I love yeah. how creative the community of fans we have is uh, for, for these types of things. So big up to yourselves, guys. This was fun. I'm a big believer in crowdsourcing uh, and not because, uh, you know, not, not because like we're lazy or whatever. I just think there's so. Uh, Julian's like, yeah, maybe we're a little bit lazy. No, <laughs> like, but like people have such creative, unique ideas, and when you have, you know, a pool of thousands of people to to lean on, it's just it's just great to hear the ideas that come through. So yeah, we love we love all of your ideas. The Athletic Hockey Show at gmail.com. Hit us up. That does it for the Monday Pod. Uh, we want to let you know that we've got a great deal right now. The holiday season, you can gift a one-year subscription to The Athletic for $19.99 or a two-year subscription for $39.99 when you visit theathletic.com slash hockey show. Enjoy the games on Monday. Two of us will be back to chat hockey on Tuesday. Peace.